Open up my window to substitute outside. Hi, Kath. Hi, Don. Stop you laughing. Make you laugh before the countdown. Stop laughing. I'm going to make you stop laughing. No, don't. Do you know what happened today? What? You know who passed away? Oh, my God, Don. I was just laughing. What? I know. Uh, Luis from Sesame Street. Oh. I know. It's a fucking nightmare. I know. I feel like I feel like I knew Luis more than I knew relatives of ours. She was my. She was my. Who was your everything? Louise. Louise is, is the guy. It's the Hispanic guy, Kath. Oh, I thought I thought Maria died. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Maria died. I had Louise. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember where I was when I heard that Mr. Hooper died, but I do remember crying. And I remember whoever I was with was like, why the fuck are you crying? Just and I remember being like, because fucking Mr. Hooper died. And I was really upset and defensive about it. Mr. Um, wasn't Gro who was the, who was, who was the character? Uh, he was African-American, bald, and I loved Gordon. him. Gordon, Gordon. You tell me Gordon dies, I'm done. <laughs> he was my first like sexual, like I looked at him and I went, why does my body feel? Because he did push-ups without a shirt on. He started doing push-ups next to Bert and Ernie's bed. And I was like, what is he doing? And I would go, oh my God. And I remember thinking about it later. I was very young. I was like six or seven going, why do I feel this way? That, and that's when you felt that you were heterosexual. That's when you connected that you were heterosexual. I, I do. I, I do have a little thing for African American gorgeous men who join push-ups. <laughs> push-ups in Burton and Sesame I learned everything in Sesame Street. I know. No, I paid attention. One. Okay. Two. Okay. Well, I still. I remember. Actually, I remember telling Addie. Like, I still count. My fives, like I learned on either Sesame Street or Electric Company, I'm not sure, but You're it's like. You're too close to your mic. Go back. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 50, 50. But when I would count money, I still was counting money. Like, <laughs> so I, counted... <laughs> I like it when both of us, when, when somebody said, uh, I think it was, I think it was Jay. I hope he's listening. When he was like, oh, my favorite, uh, how was it, uh, Schoolhouse Rock is eight. And we were both like, shut up. No, yeah, um, eight is the, the worst one. The worst one. <laughs> I was judge him. <laughs> we are like, no, that's wrong. That's a wrong answer. That is the wrong answer. Eight that is, is not the last one. Not by, not by far. By far. That dumb song. The correct answer is three. The correct oh. answer is three. It's the magic number. The magic yes, number. Yes, it is. Kids are missing out. Kids are missing out on Gordon's push-ups and Schoolhouse Rock. Speaking of kids missing out, Kathy, you know what I did today? I had to stop by uh, Sophie and Caleb's house to return Nico's little mittens. Oh, little baby. And he showed me um, his Poke Bowl. Have you seen? It's like yeah. a plastic Pokemon bowl that has yeah. something ball that has something in it. Yeah. And he he goes, "Where are you ready to battle?" And I said, what do we do? And he said, you take the ball and you bounce it. And he, he threw his ball really hard on the floor. And so I did the same thing. And Sophie's like, no, you broke it. <laughs> nice, Don. My poor little baby. You broke I'm like, I did what he told me to do. Did you tell him I was just listening to directions, be, do better? Did you, did you tell him to be better? No. <laughs> tell him no. to be better? Oh, he's so oh, he's cute. He's so bossy. He's so bossy, that little kid. I think he has a perfect combination of you and me. He's bossy, but healing at the same time. It's true. It's really, it's really magical. He's really magical. I think he hangs out with us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're rubbing off on him. I think so. 
I think so. He okay. did the funniest thing, and Chris and I do it in the house all the time now, which is um, the last time he was over to sleep over, we were like, okay, it's bedtime, so we'll put the timer on, and in five minutes, it's bedtime. So I put the timer on so he could do his last, you know, his last licks of whatever he was, uh, <laughs> whatever he was playing. And then the timer goes off, and he goes, we could go to bed, or... We could watch Peppa Pig. <laughs> he said it like that. So now Chris said to me the other day, he goes, or I said to him, I was like, so do you want a salad or do you want, I can't remember what I asked. I said, do you want a salad or do you want just a frozen entree or something? And he goes, or we can watch Peppa Pig. <laughs> so now, we just keep saying, or we can watch Peppa Pig. He's such a negotiator. He is um, a negotiator. He is my he's cup of coffee. Very calculating. He's very, oh, very calculating. Everything yeah. he, does, he does no wrong. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm so bad. All right. We could talk about the whole, we do this every time. I know. It's the Nico show. Nico. It's the sisters right. are in. I don't know. I still want to go back to Nico, but it's the, it's the sister. So what's <laughs> so, going on? Um, so there's some news. Uh, they The Rosendale Street Festival is back on. So we <laughs> may... It depends on the weather. The sisters are in out on the street again. <gasps> but do not come thinking you're going to get a full reading if that person is We're only talking to I one know person. We're talking to one fucking person out there. You know what? We're like we're like the teacher in the classroom when you have the one that's not paying attention. <laughs> that would have been me. When you have to talk to the whole classroom not to embarrass them. There's one person. Who would stalk up and down, up and down, thinking they were gonna get a? It's you're giving me five dollars or a dollar. Just ask a question. I'm happy. We're happy to answer it. Right. We're there to have fun. And she brought somebody in a crisis. I'm like thinking that they were gonna get a full session. I'm like we're at a street festival. Do you see my <laughs> You're lucky we're talking to you at all in between our fried dough and our lemonade that I spike with vodka. Get the fuck away. Do you know what it is? You know what it is? I love everybody. I love, we love it. We please come by. We're just, we're, please come by, bring a dollar, ask a question, any question. We are so excited to see you. I think we do that because there's some people who are just not housebroken. You know, those people, you always have that mm -hmm. one friend who just doesn't know when to leave the house when after a dinner party at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about read the room. Read the room. <laughs> it is and amazing how some people can't read the room. They yeah. can't read the room. And so, so what do you do? There's the scruple. I'm asking you, what do you do when somebody doesn't read the room? I'm really nice. I will, I will take it. And I will smile and wave, and I don't want to make anybody feel bad. And Donna's like, would you get the fuck out? <laughs> I do. I'm like, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not going to happen. Yeah. She went, and I remember that person was like, I'm really disappointed. And I was like, yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> you were such my bodyguard. I so appreciate it. My astral protectors. I'm learning. I'm doing so much better with saying, so it looks like you really want to spend time with me. Why don't you schedule a session? Look at that. Yeah. That was my safety planning. I have to safety plan every fucking thing now because I can't in the moment. I can't think of it and I don't want to hurt people's feelings. So, and it's not like I talk about them on the podcast. So they hear, they're probably not listening anymore. I think I, you know, I broke up with that person. So. Yeah. Ugh, I hope so. Well, that's what happens. The thing is, if, if they are listening, they're like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't know. <laughs> they won't know that it's actually fucking them. That would be me. When people talk about me, like with my family, I'm like, are you talking about me? Like, is that about me? <laughs> I'm always like clueless. I'm always clueless. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. Mm -hmm. So we were in the car and I might have gotten confused with that song Esposito and and um innuendo. <laughs> Start singing innuendo. And I was like, that's not the right word. And we're talking, you don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't even know what you're talking about. Do you know that song? Esposito. You don't know that song? Oh my gosh. It Listen, is I don't think it's called that. Well, look, here's I think the thing. It's Hold on. Is it Desperito? Yeah. Is it, anyway, the bottom line is like we were talking about it because it has over like a, a gazillion 
views. And so Henry and I have been going, <laughs> Henry and I are going out and taking like um, nature pictures because we're going to try to get, you know, it's called Zen Buddy. It's not up, it's not going to be up for a while. Just, just, you know, just what is it called? Is it this? Hold on, I'm going to play it. It's Esposito. And everybody oh, stop. Stop. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. All right. We're on a podcast. We can't wait that long. I know. We don't have dead oh, air. Okay. So we were talking about like, how is it that people get like these bazillion, like billions of views on things? Yeah. And we're watching like, like people just put like a house with rain on it and it's got like 30 million views. Yeah. And they're making, yeah, yeah, it's Despacito. Despacito. <laughs> I was like, I was like, innuendo, and I'm like, you know that song, innuendo. I don't even know what innuendo. <laughs> what is that? And so I was, so I was just so curious, like, how do these people have so many views on like just making rain? So Henry and I are on a mission that we're going to like, you know, we have creeks and stuff and making all these like outside videos. And our goal is to be in Esposito. <laughs> like, let's see how many millions of views we can get. We're probably going to get 10. Uh -huh. We got to try. You got to try uh -huh. to do it. You got to try to do it. Anyway, that was just something we've been doing, which has been really fun. I have to say, doing a hobby that has nothing to do with work. Uh -huh. You know? work and health and spirit we're just going out looking like you know private investigators <laughs> taking pictures of things private investigators that's our theme private investigators yeah so that's what's going on with us so what's happening with you don well it was it was a very hectic uh couple weeks um we decided to take this past week off just so that we could be supportive for our sophie who was going through a lesson that everybody, so many people in their 20s learn. And they learn the hard way. And by they, I mean me. Um, you know, and you always say this, Kathy, it's like, don't invest in other people's dreams. And I feel like um, twice, on two occasions, I gave way too much energy into people's small businesses. It was their business. And when you get attached to a place where you're working and then you create like a family atmosphere, like I wish that somebody would tell you like it's, it's false. It's a veneer because in the end that the owner of that business has to have their business in mind because if they do prioritize the needs and wants and feelings of people in their twenties, they're doing something wrong. Yeah. So there's this real, um, there's this real dysfunctional, you know, relationship that happens. And it happens to a lot of young people who get, you know, sucked into other people's businesses and dreams. It happened um, to me when I was um, 20 years old, when I moved to the Midwest and nobody in town would hire me. And I got a job in town from another couple who had just moved from Alaska. So they felt like they were outsiders as well. Um, it was like uh, a great synergy. Uh, I really got along well with the husband who was the chef. And the wife was a little, you know, she was a little tricky, emotional, and weird. But we bonded. And she would tell me, you're like the daughter I never had. And she wanted to support mm -hmm. me in all my dreams, you know, my hopes and dreams. And she would introduce me to people like the daughter she never had. And you know what? In the end, it's a fucking lie. And it's very manipulative. And it happens a lot. Well, you and know, you're so vulnerable. I don't mean to cut you off, but it reminds me. I'm sorry. I just want to share with you that when you were talking at the time, you and mom were not good. So, you know, I think, I think it has to do with like that vulnerability of this older woman saying you're a daughter I, I never had. And meanwhile, yeah. your, your mom may not, well, actually, I'm not specifically, actually sometimes happens. That's what was, that was mom, mom and I actually happened. were good at that time oh, because okay. we were, uh, a, I was a part and I was still sucked into mom. I really didn't have mom's number. You know, I okay. didn't 
okay. I didn't acknowledge at that time that she was that mom really was a saboteur. Right. Um, a lot of truths had not come out. Um, so while I think that, you know, it's accurate that you say that I wasn't good with mom because what was happening with mom was not good. But at the time, emotionally, I felt kind of close to mom. Well, okay. Yeah. Which, which is real. It's a relative statement. So anyway, yes, it is very manipulative. I felt very homesick. I was in the mm -hmm. Midwest um, because mm -hmm. my best friend who was dying of AIDS um, mm -hmm. pushed me away because he was trying to protect me to not be there at the end. And he stopped talking to me and, and, and I did what a lot of young people without emotional tools do. And I ran. And when I ran, you know, you learn the lesson, like you, you can run away, but your problems go with you and you are who you are and space is internal and all those things. Right. But when you're 20 years old, you don't know those things, or I didn't know those things. And Most people don't know those things. And so, yeah, her name was Janice and Janice was very, um, yeah, she definitely did this push pull thing with me and I wanted to please her and um one day she had an episode dan told uh my ex-partner uh years later she had an episode and i walked in in the morning just like i normally did for work and she sat me down and she tore into me things like i can't stand the way you fold your washcloths was she bipolar or something? Yes, I think okay. she was. And I learned that she spent a little time in mental hospitals. And I was flabbergasted. I was just, I couldn't believe what she was saying. And she was saying really hurtful things. It was just like one day I was like her daughter. And the yeah. next day she was done with me. Yeah. And I felt so abandoned and so hurt. That's really that hard. It was so hard. I, I don't think I ever cried as hard as like breaking up with people. I never cried yeah. that hard. I cried so hard. I was so hurt. <laughs> and I remember mom being on the other end. I called mom and I was like, she fired me. And she's like, she's not your mom. Yeah. She didn't care about you to begin with. You'll find another job. Those are three true statements, but they didn't feel true to me at the time. So it's really hard to watch somebody, young person close to you go through yeah. that. And I always try to tell people, you have to remember you are your own advocate. Nobody has your best interest in mind except you ever. Yeah. Nobody, maybe your mom does, but other than that, yeah, right. Addie makes a face questionable question mark. Right. Um, maybe, but nobody makes a decision and thinks about your best interest at the top of the list. They just yeah. don't. And if yeah. you can operate like that and lower your expectations and understand the relationship that is real, which is boss employee. Yeah. And you can be friendly and you can be friends and you can care about people, but in the end, that's all it is. They're not your fucking family. I think that, I think that is so true. And I think it stems with vulnerability, but like I said, I said, you can't make other people's dreams happen for them. That's what I usually say. And it's, you know, the same, the same thing. And I, and it's when you're vulnerable and, and when you're a younger person and then an older person comes and takes you in, you automatically assume that they, they do have your best interest. And that's what you're saying. And that's what makes it really hard. It's a hard lesson to learn. And what happens is that you lose yourself in relationships. And so if you have a relationship with your boss, you lose yourself, you, you lose yourself in the job and your job is not your life. Your right. job is not your, even, I mean, I do right. service work. That's not my life. My right. life is my heart. My, my children are my life. My family's my life, me on my life. But you, what you do in your life is a part of it, but it's not everything. And we get trained. Mm -hmm. We get trained because mm -hmm. we're people pleasers and we want to do our best. But that boundary has to, you know, you don't learn that until you're older to turn the phone off after five o'clock. You, right, right. you don't learn that until you're older where you can't because you're tired, you know? And I think that, that 
you know, I, I, I don't think I've been burnt with that. I've been burnt by the constant uh, people not being able to handle my personality. Hmm. That's what I get. And then people talk about me behind my back at the bureaucracy of my jobs. It's always been, can you take it down a notch? And we've mm-hmm. talked about that. Right, right, right. Not stopping. So I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. Because I have the opposite. You're not my family. You're not my life. And I'm going to make my job right. the best. And I'm going to do the best fucking job in the world. And they're like, right. but you're making everybody look bad. So mm-hmm. should I, should I quote, dumb myself down? Should right. I do that? And so I think that, you know, when we're talking about people and bosses, it's like relationships. I know poor, um, poor Addie keeps getting the brunt of my own baggage from a boss from a long time ago. Oh my gosh, Addie. Because you're the best of everything, Addie. At the theater for years and years and years, no matter what, a show was not canceled. And as the house manager, I had to be present at all the shows. But the, but the person I was answering to lived literally one block away one walkable block away from the theater and there were so many uh instances where the weather and you know the northeast weather can be brutal and dangerous and the snow and the ice and the sleet could be coming down and she would never ever entertain the idea of me leaving early and I also never adequately advocated for myself because when I did advocate for myself, the backlash, you know, was so annoying that I was like, oh, I'll, you know, when, when do I take it on the chin? Right. So what does um, that mean? Take it on the chin, you know, oh, getting punched in the chin. Okay. Yeah. So when, you know, when do I, you know, yeah. So anyway, uh, that it was, you know, and now fast, fast forward, new administration, new attitudes, post COVID, um, the theater is, um, preemptively canceling events because of weather. And I think that they learned that it's really not the end of the world if you cancel or postpone an event, because there were so many years, I mean, it's, you know, pre COVID it's funny how, you know, the things that we did before nine 11 and after nine 11. And I think that there's, we're, we're approaching a time where it's now post COVID the things we thought were impossible, like working from home so much. Um, can I just say what you sound like? So dad, <laughs> we didn't close schools. We had to walk in the snow. Oh, I know. I know. Here you go going back in the day. We had back in my day. Oh yeah. I, I own that. I own it a hundred percent because I told, I told Addie, I have to, I have to figure out how to deal with this. Like, I feel like I, I want to send hate mail to this person. <laughs> to like, all the times because i lived vicariously there was a friend who um a few weeks ago went to florida for a long weekend but ended up getting stranded in florida because of the weather that was happening up here that exact thing happened to me i know i told the story when i got stuck in florida yeah. and i yeah. got spanked yeah. by the bartenders yeah. with my spontaneous stranger's yes. birthday no idea where we're going with this. Yes. yes but anyway i remember um that we didn't have a show the following week. I was supposed to come home uh, on Monday night to be, you know, back in, back into the swing of things at the theater, but I got delayed. So I now wasn't going to be home until Wednesday, or I, and I could come in Wednesday afternoon. And this person was so fucking annoyed with me because I was missing the staff meeting. And so I'm in Florida. Now I'm stuck in Florida. It is my birthday. Instead of her being like, okay, say la vie. I'll see you on the other side. She's texting me all day about things that were happening months ahead, months away. And I remember instead of me being like, oh my God, what the fuck? I was like taking on the stress. Like I'm not there. I should be there. I'm feeling okay. guilty for not right. being there. The first thing yeah. I want you to do is take a deep breath. It sounds like everybody that checks in the mail. I'm glad you're working that through. 
But one of the things I think is really important, I'm glad that you're talking about it because it's something that we, we hold on to things when we feel like there's an injustice, when we feel like we haven't been validated on some sort of level. And so letting it go is really important. But moving on from that, that will that that she that person can't make it better for you, and so you know I think moving on, I think you treat better you because of your experience, you are way more flexible with people and situations. Yeah, yeah. So I'd like the to situation did not yeah. go in vain, mm-hmm. where you would have been like, no, deal with that. You know, I remember a time. Listen, you got to buck up because that's how we were trained. We have really strong work ethic. And to a fault, mm-hmm. which is what happened to you, to a fault. And so how do you separate, you know, the boundary, but doing a good job, you know? And and that's the, the, that's the relationship of detachment that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. You are no longer in that situation. That will never happen again. And because you were in the olden days, <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking oldie days. Uh, things have, things have changed and be grateful that people that we love, like Addie and our younger people are not going to have to deal with the same situation. That's how I see it. Uh, but I know, I understand, but can you, are you working on letting it go though? I mean, honestly. Yeah. Um, because I try to laugh about it. Oh, I do try to laugh about it. And I do, I, you know, I always say that I, I learned how to be a good boss by, uh, not doing all the things that had been done to me in the past. That's about good relationships. I learned how to have a healthy relationship because I was in an unhealthy yeah. relationship. What not to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 90% of your happiness is based on the relationships that you have. And that includes your work relationships. It includes your friend relationships and your, and your partner relationships. If you have one mm-hmm. and the relationship you have with yourself. Mm-hmm. And so now it's because you don't leave jobs, you leave people. You don't leave jobs, you leave people. I feel like I left the You left people. Job. You left people. I, I'm gonna disagree. We'll talk about it later. But if I think about your journey, your journey, a journey, it's about people who make the decisions, people who change the rules, people who that's mm-hmm. leaving people. Leaving the job is taking care of the theater, you know, taking care of people, Addie. Well, you know, I will say it could be a mixture of both. And some of the people that Donna might have left are the patrons that have to deal with the new situations. I don't think that's nobody signed up for COVID. Nobody signed up for life because of COVID. Um, And it's a whole different universe dealing with patrons because they're not the same anymore. That's true. So that's a fair statement. That's a fair statement. the, The job is different in that people are different now. So yeah. it could be yeah. a combination platter. Yeah. And I feel your pain because I do remember going to work in the snow. So ridiculous. There you was know, a time life- where there was a blizzard. It was a blizzard and we had to contact all the ticket holders. And I had to drive at like 6 a.m. before the snow started so I could help make phone calls. And I lived 45 minutes away the snow was coming down so fast and so hard. By the time it was possible for me to leave, I was completely snowed in. Yeah. And um, somebody called the fire department and the fire truck drove by and picked me and this other person up. Yeah. And I had to ask a friend in town if I could sleep at their house. Wow. Like arrangements were not even made. For, yeah. And after that, when I made a bit of a stink and I advocated for myself, it was like, okay, well, in the future, maybe we'll buy a hotel room for you. Okay, maybe. I remember that? Remember that? Yeah, I do. You know what? Um, the last job I had, so it was opposite. I guess I, I could stand to be corrected. But the last job, I left the job, not the people. Leaving the people broke my heart. Yeah. The job got very difficult because the state mandates were so terrible, were so bad. Mm-hmm. We were spread so thin that we there was no way we were helping people, and there was no way that I could change it. And having the same issues of like we, we had to just do the job, like there was no your caseload was your caseload, right, right. Your caseload was your caseload, and that's what happens with so many people. 
Yeah. So in hindsight, I guess I guess there is a mixture of it, Addie. Look at why is Addie saying, listen, get off your high horse, would you, lady? And let's talk about this. Let's yeah, I feel work. like so much of the uh, the Patreon videos. This <laughs> Did I make you laugh? <laughs> I like making Addie laugh. You know what? So so this what what Donna, what were you saying? I was saying? just saying that so much of the um, Patreon the, all the Patreon posts this week were so timely, I thought. Yeah, the spirit's been right on, uh, right on point. You know, we were talking, the the koala and the chameleon came up. We had a double, we had a tag team uh, this week. Koala means that spirit has already, uh, let spirit has the path, that, that your spirit has already decided what your path is. And the chameleon is is kind of escorting the koala saying, if you don't know what you're doing, doesn't mean don't take the opportunity. It means just just kind of like act as if you know what you're doing. <laughs> it's kind of like act as if you you belong there because it goes back to imposter syndrome. When we do, when we have new experiences and new opportunities, we tend not to do it because we have fear-based thinking. We're not good enough. You know, you get a yeah, you I do. do. I mean, I'm thinking what I'm doing now. Yeah, I know. And then look at you now. You acted as if, and now you're like, fake it till you make it, man. Fake it. Now you're a horse. You're a powerhouse. You're like, like doing all this great stuff. But in the beginning, you were like, I don't know if I can do this. And I'm like, you know, we talked it through. I'm like, this is your path. Koala has your back. Mm -hmm. The chameleon just says, act as if. And everything is temporary. We don't take chances because we're afraid it's not going to last. Things aren't supposed to last. change has to happen but you have to take the opportunity and see if this is what you want or if it's working for you mm -hmm. you don't know how like when i was first interpreting I, I told you all my stories i didn't know what the hell i was doing i was the worst interpreter the worst and i don't know how out of nine certified interpreters they loved me i got the job and i ended up being in the job for 13 years and i've helped many people but in the beginning i had to act as if i don't know how in the world I, okay, maybe I lied a little bit and said, oh yeah, I have a degree. <laughs> I went to the school district and I lied and said, yeah, I have a degree. Like they weren't like, like, you know, I was 20. What am I going to do? Like, I don't know. I didn't know they were going to check. <laughs> and then two years later, the principal goes, um, Ms. Fernrama, can we talk? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he's like, I don't really see your, um, I can't find your transcripts. I'm like, what transcripts? I'm like, I didn't go to school. And he's like, are you kidding me? And I was like, why didn't you check before? I'm like, we just liked you. We just, you know, whatever. And uh, they let me go to school a little at a time. I mean, it took me 10 years, but I finished. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we love Empire State College. <laughs> right, right? So um, the bottom line is acting as if could take you a long way. It doesn't mean fake. It doesn't mean lie. It just means that stop with the imposter syndrome. You belong in places. You, if, if, if. If the wind is taking you somewhere, see what it's about yeah, and, and not judge it. And I think the next day on Tuesday, I think the King of Swords came out. And when a king comes out, when there's when there's king energy in, in a deck, it's really about yang. It's about action. And so what action are you taking to move forward in your life to do this? And the action was to listen. You don't have that is an action. Listening is an action. And we tend to go in all, you know, balls to the wall. You have to just calm down and just listen and observe what's around you. And then from there, see where you're at. So I think it's really sound advice, sound, yeah. sound guidance. Absolutely. Right. right. And then on Wednesday, when we felt like everything, it, 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 it has felt odd to be so self-focused. Mm -hmm. um, with what's going on in, in Ukraine. And so, um, I was, uh, talking with Josh and, uh, he gave us a really great video, um, that honored the people of Ukraine that was like, pray for peace. It was a small ritual that you could do. And I really appreciated it. I was not in a place to do that. And it inspired me, um, it's inspired me to do it, but I like the video a lot because if you didn't watch it, um, he, uh, he's, 
he had these tea candles around this bigger candle and he's lighting each candle in honor of a goddess and then his lighter stops working and he was like frustrated just like click 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 <laughs> and then eventually he's like okay we got to start this over and i really appreciate that he kept that in because you know sometimes when people say do you practice witchcraft or do you ritual uh people have such like elaborate um <laughs> visions about what it really is with capes and things and and oh the sky with voices <laughs> like this and it's really it's kind of not it, in my world as a kitchen witch it's not like that but yes exactly I just Me, there's no bra it's three o'clock in the morning right. <laughs> I, I have warm milk because i've got indigestion <laughs> problems i don't know but it's like, you know, it's not glamorous. It's not supposed to be glamorous. They make it glamorous and it cracks me up. And I was telling you about a story. So where where Don and I are from, we are like, uh, and for, especially in the 80s and 90s, because mom was studying parapsychology. So mom was building relationships with people who were shamans and psychics and uh warriors and sorcerers and such right <laughs> and, such. and such and so uh for for me and, and I, I can't speak for donna because she's older than me but for me i was too busy with doing my thing but i was definitely influenced by the people around me and all those people have have shops where we're from so there's like it seems like it's the it's a war everybody hates each other it's a competition and they're not even that great, okay? And so we have sh shops in in five corners of the Hudson Valley. And and none of them there's no coopetition. It's all like it's all it's terrible. It's Do you not mean cooperation? No, co-op there's no coopetition. That means like even though you're cooperating, you're go you have a different business and you might okay. get along. So okay. it's called coopetition. Co so I understand I do have brain farts, but does not this time. All right. All right. So, so the bottom line is I befriended each part and I was very good at mediating and all that. And then one person would do a spell on the other one. I'd say, that's not a good idea. And I would stop the spell. I mean, it was really dramatic. <laughs> so I, I became an independent, uh, independent uh, sorcerer myself because of that. <laughs> right. Because I have no patience for that. Yep. So there's this one shop and I will not, I, I'm even that kind. I will not even do anything yeah. to, to whatever. There is this one shop who thinks that they are the, the most, the highest form of witchery, sorcery, <laughs> and magic. Mm -hmm. And our local, our local, our local news wanted to do an, as near Halloween, wanted to do an interview with them to say, what is it really like to be a witch? These people dressed up at, like a show. It was a fucking show. Like they had, ooh, and they wore yeah, these yeah. long, long black things. Yeah, and yeah. They, they talked with an English accent. They're not. English. <laughs> Although you, you're not one to, you should not be one to criticize about that. But I make fun of myself and I'm very open and honest about my yeah, thing. Okay. They took themselves way too, I do not take myself seriously. They were like, this is what we do and we are so powerful and nobody's better than us. And they, the ego was so high. I watched, I couldn't believe it was real. And I'm just like, I could, that's why I don't call myself a psychic. I don't know. Who am I? I'm Fozzie, but I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I'm nobody. Cause I do not want to be clumped with these people. Mm -hmm. It was a catastrophe for the witches who just wear their little Mickey mouse t-shirts and go outside <laughs> uh -huh. and they dig their little flowers and send notes. And, and yeah, I, think yeah. that, I think that they don't represent what witches are. Mm -hmm. And I just had to, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, yeah. It was no, really I, ridiculous. Yeah, Josh is really great when he contributes Make to Witchy Wednesdays. I'm so appreciative because I am such a kitchen witch and I don't, I'm not formal, but he really brings a kind of a formality to it that he's, I think is really helpful to people. He's book-like and yeah. perfect. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't dress like like he can. No, he's not ridiculous. He's not no, no, that's why I like him. And doing, you know, and doing a flail, and then and then <laughs> fire comes out of his hands. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. It's yeah, like yeah. it's not that. Yeah. I mean, it can be that, and you can do that. That's if like 
but to represent and say i represent every single person who does this this yeah. spell work and you and you are misrepresent i can't represent everybody in anything mm -hmm. i can't represent muppets <laughs> <laughs> i may act like it but it's a disservice poor kermit right right so yeah. that's the lesson like be mindful that not everything is is a show and true people who really work the thing you don't even know it that's like people who are really oh, wealthy. Mm -hmm. yeah this is true mm -hmm. people who are really you we have so many wealthy people where we live and you wouldn't even know it they drive subarus they wear ripped jeans and they wear their boots and you would not know it those are true wealthy people you know and 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 that's the kind of people you want to get to know you know mm -hmm. the grounded people mm -hmm. that show if i could find it if i can find that interview I'll i actually it. i actually know where to get it kath i'll tell you, you what we're done Donna, Donna, you gotta do a, a service no I, I actually me up like nobody i know i know and one of those fucking people i had a reading with and every single fucking thing was wrong every single thing they said was inaccurate and she really did the like digging thing of yeah. like you know and so, you know did you tell so do you have a boyfriend right exactly so wait you look thirty. <laughs> what are you thirty? <laughs> For 30? No, I'm not the first 40. Yeah. At yeah. your job or you're not working. I remember her saying that. At your job or you're not working. I'm like, n you can't do that. <laughs> well, here's, the thing. Here's, the, here's the thing I have to say about readers, okay? If you're a cold reader, you don't ask questions. You just read the cards. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. You read the cards. Those yeah. are good readers. Yeah. If you're saying that you're psychic, don't fish. Don't fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either yeah, you are yeah. or you're not. And if you don't connect with somebody, you have to simply say, it looks like we're not really connecting, but I can advise you to meet with somebody else. Yeah, right. Don't put yourself in a situation. I'm talking to readers. Don't force yourself just because you're put on the spot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I've had that happen only a couple of times. I've told people, you need to go. You need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Michael's not letting me talk to you, there's something going on. Right. You know? But uh, yeah, not every, it's really hard to, to do that. And they're all like, I don't know. I just, I, I, that gets my ruffles going. I know. I just, I just sit in my house. <laughs> I just sit in my house. I sit in my house. <laughs> I sit in my house. Uh, now I'm sitting in my house. I, I keep my hoardings on Etsy well, from the Ukraine. That's all I care about. Huh? I said, I, I've been, every time I'm like, wait, like I'm waiting to get on a Zoom or something, I go on Etsy. And I download stuff on from Ukrainian people. Oh yeah, yeah. Totally give them money. That. Yeah, just make sure that if you do that, just make sure that they've had a shop for a long time. That it's not like a newly a bought up. Scammers are up out there. They're, but they're you can them. Yeah, yeah. So that was Wednesday. So Wednesday on Patreon was about uh, the Ukraine. And interesting Thursday was Yin energy so we had yang and yin so yin energy came out and it was about gathering so with the change that's happening in your life you've got to gather your paperwork you got to gather your energy and your money and all your resources and you have to get ready to move forward because it's time for the change spring is coming mm -hmm. and so it's all preparing and then today was the five of pence and the nine of pence which means that there's the anxiety everybody's anxiety is so skyrocketing and and my heart is going out to everybody I, I pray for everybody i'm sending out so many calming vibes because you think you don't have resources and you think that there's no support out there but it's right in front of you but when you're in tunnel vision when you can only think about which is fine because we have to take care of our own you know i understand but when you're in constant tunnel vision you're not looking around. You don't see what's around you. And that's giraffe medicine. Look up and look around what's around you. It has nothing to do with mindfulness. It's about, uh, you know, your, pers your, your perspective on things and you need to step up, you know, but you have all the resources you need, except when you're in a frantic emotional way, 
you can't see that because your emotions, you know, you know, they rule your life. Mm -hmm. And then you're not being rational and you have to do that dialectical thinking. So we just, we, we had a really great week. We helped a lot of people this week and it helped well, me too. Friday. Today was Friday, five of pence and nine of pence. Yesterday was yin. Oh, Wednesday okay. was Ukraine. Tuesday was uh, the king of swords and Monday was koala and chameleon. So today was just breathe. Did you talk about today? Yeah, five of pence and nine of pence, oh. breathe. It means bring down your anxiety and see what you really have. When you're yeah. frantic, you don't, you can't see what you really have. You just, you, you panic like you're not going to have anything and you're not going to fail. You've come this far. You have made it through so much. Why would you not make it through this? We forget that. And that's why we have to take a step back and breathe. And that's what that mess and that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, happened. We were really, we were really firing on people today. I have to say. <laughs> I, I feel bad now. I feel like I, I feel like I did a bad thing. What we spoke truth. What's so bad? I did speak truth, and we all have to learn about that. Listen, the cloak, cloak and bell. Don't, don't come to the sister who's thinking you're going to get a full reading. Oh my God! I have to tell you something really funny before we go. Okay, so this week, so as everybody knows that I've had some health, I've had some health issues. So I've been on the the cannabis, and I can't tell you how amazing I feel. And how much better I'm functioning. I'm, you know, doing a really, really great, along with other things, but I'm doing really well. So, but I'm home. I can't really do too much. So I meditate a lot. So you know what that means? The third eye is popping and everybody wants to fucking talk to me. That's not from this earth. So I, I went to Trader Joe's with Susanna and I got Spanakopita. I was so excited. I finally found spinach pie. So I get home and I'm so excited about this. I couldn't find my pizza cutter and I have all my utensils kind of high because I have, I have Donovan and I have Nico. I have to keep things away. So it's, so to find something, it's a little bit. So all of a sudden in my mind, I hear it's on the counter. And I said, it's on the counter and I'm still fudging on the shelf. And I hear really loud. I don't want to scream in there. It's on the fucking counter. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? Tracy was screaming. I'm like, you're a ghost. You don't have to scream. I can hear you. And, and the pizza cutter was right next to the sink on the counter. And I didn't see it. And I was like laughing because she's yelling now. She's Doesn't like, she have other things to do other than hang out in your kitchen? She was hanging out with me, Donna. Just because she's not hanging out with you. She's hanging out with me. Uh, yeah, fine. Time. She's been talking and she's been like, it's like a newfound freedom. It's like, a, it's like a TV show. It is like that. She called Mariah. She, Mariah called me and said, have you been hearing about Tracy? I, said, <laughs> yes. I, I have the text. I have the text. And Mariah and I were just talking. And then her mother had a dream with Tracy. Tracy's like, oh my God, this is working. Oh my goodness. This is a new thing. And I know my dad's like, yeah, I take it down a notch because she will save <laughs> you. And then you won't be able to get in the house again. <laughs> she's great that's she, right she is so great and she was clear when she came out because i couldn't get the password to her computer and then i asked her for the password and i got into her computer what i don't know this story tracy we got sent that package right i, I know that her the people that were helping so sent nice. her computer which was nice so very i got nice. the package of all of tracy's like tracy had like this really of course now sophie has it but this gorgeous computer for gaming. And then I got her cell phone, but I couldn't get into it. So what's the point? I can't get into her computer. And so Sophie was with me and Henry and I said, okay, everybody needs to be quiet. I need to get the password. And they're looking at me like, you know what? You think you're fancy? And I'm like, I'm going to talk to Tracy. So let's seance the shit out of this. I'm getting the password. So, so all of a sudden I hear her password. She, she blurts it out, blah, 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 blah. And I went, bloop, 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 bloop. Turns on. You're welcome. And she and Tracy like clapping. And I was like, <laughs> and, and Tracy and and I mean and uh, Henry and and Sophie just shake their heads and like that, like, that could be a whole side hustle business, Kath. For all, I'm not, I'm not going to jail for anybody. I'm not. No, no, no. Spouses die, and then they can't get into their phones and computers. You can do that. <laughs> That's a side hustle. 
Well, here's the thing. Not everybody's allowed to get near me. I just want to put that on record. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. I have, I have a big, I have a whole, I have bouncers. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I have bouncers. Tracy comes through and she's really, but the funny thing is she's yelling. She's <laughs> yelling. She made me jump in the kitchen. It was crazy. Oh my God. Anyway, that's my, that's my psychic story for this week. But you'll hear from her because she's finding her found freedom of floating and being mm. so don't be surprised if anybody dreams about tracy she's saying <laughs> hi <laughs> let us know let us know yeah i posted uh i shared with the picture of her she had that backpack where she <laughs> walked around las vegas with her bird <laughs> in that mesh backpack carrier <laughs> fucking crazy I love it so much. She's so crazy. Oh, my so, God. Oh, my God. She's so funny. So I think she's the one that's been kind of like I've been painting birds now, and I'm not a yeah, bird yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to give myself a little shout out. Thank you, Jonna, for allowing me to do it. So my artwork, as you know, I'm working on NFTs, which is like one in a million shot here, but I'm also decided to take it down a notch so that <laughs> and just put it, put all my digitals on Etsy. So if you want to check out my Etsy shop with my digitals, which are awesome, you can, you can, I, I decided not to do too many products because Addie's helping me. I decided not to do too many products because if you have the digital, you can make things on your own, like a mug or t-shirt or posters, and then they're great. They're great gifts and they're really meaningful. Uh, so what I'm working on is making totems like the totem animals. So if we talk about a totem, you can go buy a digital and you can put it on your phone and focus. So that's, it's, there's definitely meaning behind it. So I called it Cat Cam Originals. That's an original name, Cat Cam Originals. <laughs> uh, and check it out. And I really appreciate everybody's support. And I already, I didn't even put it uh, live, like too live. I didn't like do any advertising or anything and people are already checking it out. So I'm really grateful. And I just want to also give a shout out to Donna and Addie for all your support and love through all this. Making um, lemonade out of these lemons I got. So thank you. You're welcome. And I encourage everybody to check us out on Patreon. Your $5 a month helps us do this and keep it mm -hmm. going. We appreciate it a lot. And um, I guess that's it. We'll see you Bye. on the other side. All right. Bye, Don. Right. Bye. Bye, Bye Addie. Addie. Open up my window to substitute outside.